0: Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. This is 106, the Equal Pay train arrives in Puerto Rico after a brief stop in Philadelphia. So the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico passed a major labor law reform bill earlier this year called the Labor Transformation and Flexibility Act. Now there are a lot of good changes in this new law, including the repeal of some old restrictions on retailers who are open on Sunday and making it easier for employers to rely on independent contractor status. So Puerto Rico—I'm not going to say Puerto Rico anymore because I'm not Latino— but Puerto Rico has laws requiring the payment of double time for work on Sunday during the mandatory closing hours and a minimum wage of $11.50 an hour for non-exempt employees for all other Sunday hours worked. Now, of course, there are certain businesses who are exempt from these laws already. Now, other things like the definition of a work week and the requirement for meal periods, vacation time, and Christmas bonuses were relaxed as a result of this new law. And yes, I said Christmas bonuses because those are required in Puerto Rico. Now, the law isn't without its problems because several of the new improvements are only effective for employees hired after the new act was signed into law. So, for example, When it comes to the mandatory Christmas bonus, employees hired after the enactment of the law must be paid a bonus of 2% of their earnings up to $10,000. So that's a $200 max bonus per employee. And in order to qualify, the employee must have worked 1,350 hours between October 1st and September 30th. But for your employees hired before enactment of the new law, the old version is in effect and remains in effect. And you have to pay them 6% on their earnings up to $10,000. So a max bonus of $600. And the hours worked requirement is only 700 So that's a pretty significant change. And now you'll have to track two different bonus plans. So that example applies to employers with 15 or more employees. For less than 15 employees, the new bonus rate is 2%, down from 3%. So Puerto Rico is basically the closest thing that the U.S. Department of Labor has to its dream of mandatory vacation, sick, and maternity leave. Because non-exempt employees that meet certain requirements have to be paid 15 vacation days, 12 sick days and 8 weeks of maternity leave every year. However, as I mentioned, the vacation time requirements now been reduced and also staggered depending on the years of service, but unfortunately I don't know the new accrual formula yet. Current employees, like I said, are grandfathered into the old accrual. So why aren't politicians, celebrities, and social engineers throughout the rest of the country pointing to Puerto Rico as the shiny example of how to lead on leave, just like Secretary of Labor Tom Perez, well, the past Secretary of Labor, said in 2015. Is it because starting a few years after the minimum wage, vacation, and sick leave laws were passed in '98? that young, unskilled workers were forced to move to the mainland to find work, and that drug the economy down even further. Even though Puerto Rico's economic problems aren't all because of one law, a Pew Research Center report on the negative net migration demonstrates that these labor laws have certainly contributed to it. In fact, a 2015 report commissioned by the Puerto Rican government had this to say, quote, Puerto Rico has advantages it can parlay into market confidence and durable growth if decades-old policy failings are fully addressed, end quote. And the first policy area they mention is labor costs. Quote, restoring growth requires restoring competitiveness. Key here is local and federal action to lower labor costs gradually and encourage employment. Minimum wage, labor laws, and welfare reform, quote. In other words, the labor laws and some welfare reform are all things that need to be addressed in order to lower labor costs. And that's what they've done here. It's just too bad that the improvement trend didn't last too long because Governor Ricardo Rosello signed the Puerto Rico Equal Pay Act, also referred to as Act 16, earlier this month, on March 6, 2017. It's been illegal to pay women less than men, or men less than women for that matter, for equal work since 1963 when the Federal Equal Pay Act was passed. And since then, all but two states have added additional supplemental state laws to augment it. But over the past few years, this new breed of state equal pay laws has been passed and now puerto rico's joined the likes of california new york maryland and massachusetts oh and the city of philadelphia because starting in may may 23 2017 philadelphia has a new wage equity ordinance that takes effect so now equal pay can be added to the list of labor laws that's taking root at the city level. Philadelphia's mayor, Jim Kenney, signed the wage equity ordinance on January 23rd. And now Philadelphia employers are prohibited from asking job applicants to disclose their salary history. Under Philadelphia's wage equity ordinance, it's unlawful for an employer or an employment agency or an agent of either of those two to ask a job applicant in writing or otherwise about his or her wage history. It's illegal for them to require disclosure of the wage history or to condition the employment or consideration for an interview on the disclosure of wage history. It's also illegal to retaliate against a job applicant for failing to disclose his or her wage history. And you can't rely on a job applicant's wage history from a current or former employer to determine the wages for that individual at any stage of the employment process. Alright, back to Puerto Rico. So just like the Federal Equal Pay Act, Puerto Rico's Equal Pay Act says that you can't pay one person less than another based on their sex, where they're working in positions that require equal skill, effort, and responsibility, and that are performed under similar working conditions. You can, however, pay two people differently where such payment is made pursuant to a seniority system, a merit system, a system which measures earnings by quantity or quality of production, or any other differential that isn't based on sex. But here's what's new. Here's the additional things that the Equal Pay Act adds. So just like Massachusetts, New York and Philadelphia, you can't ask an applicant about their past salary history until after you've made the job offer, negotiated their pay and put it in writing. Now the applicant can always volunteer that information, but you can't ask for it. You also can't prohibit your employees from discussing their salaries among themselves or even with applicants, except for managers or human resource personnel. And you can't retaliate against an employee who does disclose their salary or discusses salaries with other employees. Now, if you break the law and you get caught, you'll have to pay back wages and an equal amount as a penalty. There's also compensatory damages. However, the additional back pay penalty can be waived if you can show that in the year prior to the claim, you voluntarily undertook a self-evaluation and you made reasonable efforts to eliminate the pay disparity. And the Puerto Rico Secretary of Labor is tasked with preparing and distributing guidelines for self-evaluations. Now, the penalty provisions take effect on March 8, 2018, so if you're a Puerto Rican employer, I suggest you keep an eye out for the guidelines and you perform that self-evaluation. If you've listened to Episodes 52 and 53 then you know that i don't buy into the wage gap myth. Now if you want to hear my fact-based arguments for that, go listen to those episodes. And for even better proof, watch PragerU's video there is no gender wage gap. And i've put a link to that in the show notes. But in a nutshell, there is no wage gap when you take the facts into consideration the facts about the difference in choices that men and women make when it comes to occupations, positions, education, and hours worked. In other words, when you look at the facts, there is no wage gap. Now before I let you go, I want to ask you for a huge favor. Please tell two people about the podcast. Help me and Robert spread the word and grow the number of subscribers. And if you're not a member of the private Facebook group, which is called the Small Biz Brain Trust, head on over there and join because we need you involved in the conversation. Well, there you have it. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening and have a great day.